Today is March 6th. This is Verses in Flow. I'm Jennifer. Welcome in and welcome back. Thank you for being here. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We are here. We are among the land of the living. My pastor said something yesterday that resonated with me. He said, don't worry about dying. Worry about living. How are you living? Is it with a sense of purpose and focus? Are you aiming for something greater or higher? Are you still focused on becoming the best version of yourself? What are the goals for this week? You know without a plan, there is little to no chance of achieving anything meaningful. So why leave it to chance? Yes, it'll take a few extra minutes to think things through and write out our tasks. But let's choose commitment over convenience and build in some extra time for prayer and meditation today, too, even if it's just a few moments of mindful repetition on a scripture. What are you believing God for? Find a scripture that aligns with what you're seeking. Keep it on your lips today and notice what that does for your spirit and your faith. I'll share what mine is this week, and if you are in a similar space, you can use it too. It is Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. I am totally aware that my time, energy, and resources are limited, even more so now. So with the work I need to do and the fun I want to have, I need to be strategic, prayed up, and prudent. I am also aware of how the enemy will try to exploit my weaknesses to distract me from God's purpose in this season of my life. But ask me if I'm worried. I'm not. Well, I am. A little bit. But not because I'm scared of the devil. Boy, bye. I get nervous because this is a process, right? And I don't know where all the pitfalls are. But I am confident that God will meet me where I am and help me dodge them because I am not acting thoughtlessly and I am seeking his understanding for what he wants me to do. Plus, I'm still walking in my word from last week from 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I am still reflecting on that and walking in that. And I know that God will hold no good thing for me as long as I continue to seek his face. So that's where I am. And I pray that you are in a similar space because we're on this journey together. Okay? All right, now let's flow into this word and let this word flow into us. Numbers chapters six and seven, the message, Nazarite vows. God spoke to Moses, speak to the people of Israel, tell them if any of you, man or woman, wants to make a special Nazarite vow, consecrating yourself totally to God, you must not drink any wine or beer no intoxicating drink of any kind, not even the juice of grapes. In fact, you must not even eat grapes or raisins. 
For the duration of the consecration, nothing from the grapevine, not even the seeds, not even the skin, may be eaten. Also, for the duration of the consecration, you must not have your hair cut. Your long hair will be a continuing sign of holy separation to God. Also, for the duration of the consecration to God, you must not go near a corpse. Even if it's the body of your father or mother, brother or sister, you must not ritually defile yourself because the sign of consecration to God is on your head. For the entire duration of your consecration, you are holy to God. If someone should die suddenly in your presence so that your consecrated head is ritually defiled, you must shave your head on the day of your purifying, that is, the seventh day. Then on the eighth day, bring two doves or two pigeons to the priest at the entrance to the tent of meeting. The priest will offer one for the absolution offering and one for the whole burnt offering, purifying you from the ritual contamination of the corpse. You re-sanctify your hair on that day and re-consecrate your Nazarite consecration to God by bringing a yearling lamb for a compensation offering. You start over. The previous days don't count because your consecration was ritually defiled. These are the instructions for the time set when your special consecration to God is up. First, you are to be brought to the entrance to the tent of meeting. Then, you will present your offerings to God, a healthy yearling lamb for the whole burnt offering, a healthy yearling ewe for an absolution offering, a healthy ram for a peace offering, a basket of unraised bread made of fine flour, loaves mixed with oil, and crackers spread with oil, along with your grain offerings and drink offerings. The priest will approach God and offer up your absolution offering and whole burnt offering. He will sacrifice the ram as a peace offering to God with the basket of unraised bread, and last of all, the grain offering and drink offering. At the entrance to the tent of meeting, shave off the hair you consecrated and put it in the fire that is burning under the peace offering. After you have shaved the hair of your consecration, the priest will take a shoulder from the ram, boiled, and a piece of unraised bread and a cracker from the basket and place them in your hands. The priest will then wave them before God, a wave offering. They are holy and belong to the priest, along with the breast that was waved and the thigh that was offered. Now you are free to drink wine. These are the instructions for Nazarites as they bring offerings to God in their vow of consecration beyond their other offerings. They must carry out the vow they have vowed following the instructions for the Nazarite. The Aaronic Blessing God spoke to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, This is how you are to bless the people of Israel. Say to them, God bless you and keep you. God smile on you and gift you. God look you full in the face and make you prosper. In so doing, they will place my name on the people of Israel. I will confirm it by blessing them. Offerings for the Dedication 
When Moses finished setting up the dwelling, he anointed it and consecrated it along with all that went with it. At the same time, he anointed and consecrated the altar and its accessories. The leaders of Israel, the heads of the ancestral tribes who had carried out the census, brought offerings. They presented before God six covered wagons and twelve oxen, a wagon from each pair of leaders and an ox from each leader. God spoke to Moses, Receive these so that they can be used to transport the tent of meeting. Give them to the Levites according to what they need for their work. Moses took the wagons and oxen and gave them to the Levites. He gave two wagons and four oxen to the Gershonites for their work, and four wagons and eight oxen to the Merorites for their work. They were all under the direction of Ithamar, son of Aaron the priest. Moses didn't give any to the Kohathites because they had to carry the holy things for which they were responsible on their shoulders. When the altar was anointed, the leaders brought their offerings for its dedication and presented them before the altar because God had instructed Moses, each day, one leader is to present his offering for the dedication of the altar. On the first day, Nashon, son of Amminadab of the tribe of Judah, brought his offering. His offering was a silver plate weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver bowl weighing one and three quarter pounds, according to the standard sanctuary weights, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, a gold vessel weighing four ounces filled with incense, a young bull, a ram, and a yearling lamb for a whole burnt offering, a he-goat for an absolution offering, two oxen, five rams, five he-goats, and five yearling lambs to be sacrificed as a peace offering. This was the offering of Nashon, son of Amminadab. On the second day, Nathanael, son of Zuar, the leader of Issachar, brought his offering. His offering was a silver plate weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver bowl weighing one and three quarter pounds, according to the standard sanctuary weights, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, a gold vessel weighing four ounces filled with incense, a young bull, a ram, and a yearling lamb for a whole burnt offering, a he-goat for an absolution offering, two oxen, five rams, five he-goats, and five yearling lambs to be sacrificed as a peace offering. This was the offering of Nathanael, son of Zuar. On the third day, Eliab, son of Helon, the leader of the people of Zebulun, brought his offering. His offering was a silver plate weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver bowl weighing one and three quarter pounds according to the standard sanctuary weights each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, a gold vessel weighing four ounces filled with incense, a young bull, a ram, and a yearling lamb for a whole burnt offering, a he-goat for an absolution offering, two oxen, five rams, five he-goats, and five yearling lambs to be sacrificed as a peace offering. This was the offering of Eliab, son of Helon. On the fourth day, Eliezer, son of Shadur, the leader of the people of Reuben, brought his offering. His offering was 
a silver plate weighing three and a quarter pounds, and a silver bowl weighing one and three quarter pounds, according to the standard sanctuary weights, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, a gold vessel weighing four ounces filled with incense, a young bull, a ram, and a yearling lamb for a whole burnt offering, a he-goat for an absolution offering, two oxen, five rams, five he-goats, and five yearling lambs to be sacrificed as a peace offering. This was the offering of Eliezer, son of Shadur. On the fifth day, Shalumiel, son of Zuri Shaddai, the leader of the people of Simeon, brought his offering. His offering was a silver plate weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver bowl weighing one and three quarter pounds according to the standard sanctuary weights, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, a gold vessel weighing four ounces filled with incense, a young bull, a ram, and a yearling lamb for a whole burnt offering, a he-goat for an absolution offering, two oxen, five rams, five he-goats, and five yearling lambs to be sacrificed as a peace offering. This was the offering of Shalumiel, son of Zuri Shaddai. On the sixth day, Eliasaph, son of Duel, the leader of the people of Gad, brought his offering. His offering was a silver plate weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver bowl weighing one and three quarter pounds according to the standard sanctuary weights, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, a gold vessel weighing four ounces filled with incense, a young bull, a ram, and a yearling lamb for a whole burnt offering, a he-goat for an absolution offering, two oxen, five rams, five he-goats, and five yearling lambs to be sacrificed as a peace offering, this was the offering of Eliasa, son of Duel. On the seventh day, Elishama, son of Amihud, the leader of the people of Ephraim, brought his offering. His offering was a silver plate weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver bowl weighing one and three quarter pounds according to the standard sanctuary weights, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering a gold vessel weighing four ounces filled with incense, a young bull, a ram, and a yearling lamb for a whole burnt offering, a he-goat for an absolution offering, two oxen, five rams, five he-goats, and five yearling lambs to be sacrificed as a peace offering. This was the offering of Elishama, son of Amihud. On the eighth day, Gamaliel, son of Petazur, the leader of the people of Manasseh brought his offering. His offering was a silver plate weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver bowl weighing one and three quarter pounds according to the standard sanctuary weights, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, a gold vessel weighing four ounces filled with incense, a young bull, a ram, and a yearling lamb for a whole burnt offering, a he-goat for an absolution offering, two oxen, five rams, five he-goats, and five yearling lambs to be sacrificed as a peace offering. This was the offering of Gamaliel, son of Petazur.
On the ninth day, Abidon, son of Gideoni, the leader of the people of Benjamin, brought his offering. His offering was a silver plate weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver bowl weighing one and three quarter pounds according to the standard sanctuary weights, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, a gold vessel weighing four ounces filled with incense, a young bull, a ram, and a yearling lamb for a whole burnt offering, a he-goat for an absolution offering, two oxen, five rams, five he-goats, and five yearling lambs to be sacrificed as a peace offering. This was the offering of Abidon, son of Gideoni. On the tenth day, Ahizer, son of Amishadai, the leader of the people of Dan, brought his offering. His offering was a silver plate weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver bowl weighing one and three quarter pounds, according to the standard sanctuary weights, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, a gold vessel weighing four ounces filled with incense, a young bull, a ram, and a yearling lamb for a whole burnt offering, a he-goat for an absolution offering, two oxen, five rams, five he-goats, and five yearling lambs to be sacrificed as a peace offering. This was the offering of Ahizer, son of Amishadai. On the eleventh day, Pagiel, son of Okran, the leader of the people of Asher, brought his offering. His offering was a silver plate weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver bowl weighing one and three quarter pounds according to the standard sanctuary weights, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, a gold vessel weighing four ounces filled with incense, a young bull, a ram, and a yearling lamb for a whole burnt offering, a he-goat for an absolution offering, two oxen, five rams, five he-goats, and five yearling lambs to be sacrificed as a peace offering. This was the offering of Pagiel, son of Okran. On the twelfth day, Ahira, son of Enan, the leader of the people of Naphtali, brought his offering. His offering was a silver plate weighing three and a quarter pounds and a silver bowl weighing one and three quarter pounds according to the standard sanctuary weights, each filled with fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, a gold vessel weighing four ounces filled with incense, a young bull, a ram, and a yearling lamb for a whole burnt offering, a he-goat for an absolution offering, two oxen, five rams, five he-goats, and five yearling lambs to be sacrificed as a peace offering. This was the offering of Ahira, son of Enon. These were the dedication offerings of the leaders of Israel for the anointing of the altar. Twelve silver plates, twelve silver bowls, twelve gold vessels. Each plate weighed three and a quarter pounds and each bowl one and three quarter pounds. All the plates and bowls together weighed about 60 pounds, using the official sanctuary weight. The 12 gold vessels filled with incense weighed 4 ounces each, using the official sanctuary weight. Altogether, the gold vessels weighed about 3 pounds. The sum total of animals used for the whole burnt offering together with the grain offering, 12 bulls, 12 rams, 12 yearling lambs. For the absolution offering, 12 he-goats, 
the sum total of animals used for the sacrifice of the peace offering, 24 bulls, 60 rams, 60 he-goats, 60 yearling lambs. These were the offerings for the dedication of the altar after it was anointed. When Moses entered the tent of meeting to speak with God, he heard the voice speaking to him from between the two angel cherubim above the atonement cover on the chest of the testimony. He spoke with him. Mark chapter 12 verse 38 through chapter 13 verse 13. He continued teaching. Watch out for the religion scholars. They love to walk around in academic gowns, preening in the radiance of public flattery, basking in prominent positions, sitting at the head table at every church function. And all the time they are exploiting the weak and helpless. The longer their prayers, the worse they get, but they'll pay for it in the end. Sitting across from the offering box, he was observing how the crowd tossed money in for the collection. Many of the rich were making large contributions. One poor widow came up and put in two small coins, a measly two cents. Jesus called his disciples over and said, The truth is that this poor widow gave more to the collection than all the others put together. All the others gave what they'll never miss. She gave extravagantly what she couldn't afford. She gave her all. Doomsday Deceivers As he walked away from the temple, one of his disciples said, Teacher, look at that stonework, those buildings. Jesus said, You're impressed by this grandiose architecture? There's not a stone in the whole works that is not going to end up in a heap of rubble. Later, as he was sitting on Mount Olives in full view of the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew got him off by himself and asked, Tell us, when is this going to happen? What sign will we get that things are coming to a head? Jesus began, Watch out for doomsday deceivers. Many leaders are going to show up with forged identities claiming, I'm the one. They will deceive a lot of people. When you hear of wars and rumored wars, keep your head and don't panic. This is routine history and no sign of the end. Nation will fight nation and ruler fight ruler over and over. Earthquakes will occur in various places. There will be famines, but these things are nothing compared to what's coming. And watch out, they're going to drag you into court. And then it will go from bad to worse. Dog eat dog, everyone at your throat because you carry my name. You're placed there as sentinels to truth. The message has to be preached all across the world. When they bring you betrayed into court, don't worry about what you'll say. When the time comes, say what's on your heart. The Holy Spirit will make his witness in and through you. It's going to be brother killing brother, father killing child, children killing parents. There's no telling who will hate you because of me. Stay with it. That's what is required. Stay with it to the end. You won't be sorry. You'll be saved. Psalm 49. Listen, everyone, listen. Earth dwellers, don't miss this. All you haves and have nots all together now, listen. I set plain spoken wisdom before you, 
my heart-seasoned understandings of life. I fine-tuned my ear to the sayings of the wise. I solved life's riddle with the help of a harp. So why should I fear in bad times, hemmed in by enemy malice, shoved around by bullies, demeaned by the arrogant rich? Really? There's no such thing as self-rescue, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. The cost of rescue is beyond our means. And even then, it doesn't guarantee life forever or insurance against the black hole. Anyone can see that the brightest and best die, wiped out right along with the fools and idiots. They leave all their prowess behind, move into their new home, the coffin, the cemetery, their permanent address. And to think they named counties after themselves. We aren't immortal. We don't last long. Like our dogs, we age and weaken and die. This is what happens to those who live for the moment, who only look out for themselves. Death herds them like sheep straight to hell. They disappear down the gullet of the grave. They waste away to nothing, nothing left but a marker in a cemetery. But me? God snatches me from the clutch of death. He reaches down and grabs me. So don't be impressed with those who get rich and pile up fame and fortune. They can't take it with them. Fame and fortune all get left behind. Just when they think they've arrived and folks praise them because they've made good, they enter the family burial plot where they'll never see sunshine again. We aren't immortal. We don't last long. Like our dogs, we age and weaken and die. Proverbs chapter 10 verses 27 and 28. The fear of God expands your life. A wicked life is a puny life. The aspirations of good people end in celebration. The ambitions of bad people crash. Dear Heavenly Father, as we have come to the end of our reading for today, we just want to lift up our voices in prayer. Lord, we thank you for the gift of life and for the opportunity to listen to your word every day and seek your guidance. Lord, we are so grateful for your faithfulness and your grace that sustains us every day. We acknowledge that we are limited in our time, energy, and our resources, but we trust that you can do more with what we have than we can do on our own. Father, we ask that you would continue to fill us with your Holy Spirit and help us to live with purpose, intention, and focus. We pray that you would give us the wisdom and discernment to make the most of every opportunity and to seek your understanding for what you want us to do. Lord, we know that the enemy will try to exploit our weaknesses and vices and distract us from your purpose for our lives, but we declare that we will not be moved by fear or doubt or distractions, but instead we will trust in your promises and your unfailing love. Lord, we pray that you would protect us from the pitfalls that may come our way. Lord, we ask that you would guide us and give us the strength to overcome every obstacle that we may face. We pray that you would help us to stay committed to living a life that honors you and that reflects your light to the world around us. 
Finally, Lord, we pray that you would continue to bless us and keep us in your care. Lord, we thank you for your unending love and for the grace that you have poured out upon us. May we always seek your face and follow your ways. And may your name be glorified in all that we do. We ask all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. And for our affirmation today, I'm taking it from the ironic blessing that we read in the Old Testament today with all of those offerings from all 12 tribes. You may have forgotten about it by now, but I'm going to read it to you. And I actually want you, I want you to personalize it for yourself, but I also would love for you to send this to somebody who you think it would bless today. God bless you and keep you. God smile on you and gift you. God look you full in the face and make you prosper. And our aphorism for today. We are always complaining our days are few and acting as though there would be no end of them. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being on this adventure with me. You belong here, and we belong together on this journey. I love you. I'll be right here tomorrow waiting for you.